Right thinking is your best light in this dark universe. It is your best hope in your worst hopelessness. That's such a great quote. Thank you for joining us for this episode of HEAL, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. Thank you for joining me for this episode of HEAL. Today, we have Marsha Martin, who is a spiritual counselor and metaphysical minister. She helps people overcome fear, limiting beliefs, trauma, and negativity. Welcome to the show. How are you? I am so delighted to be here. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I'm glad to have you. And for the listeners, Brittany is not with us today. She happens to be working her day job. So she won't be here. You won't hear her voice, sadly. Um, but I'm excited to have Marsha on here. I'm dying to hear all about your what you're doing now. But I'm, I also am really curious to understand how you got to this point. Um, tell us about your life. You know, I'd love to tell you, oh, it was just a straight shot where I didn't make any mistakes. <laughs> and I, I just, you know, knew how to get my life together right from the beginning. Yeah. But, you know, looking back, all I can say is I am grateful for every fall off the cliff. I yeah. am grateful for every pothole. I'm grateful for every mistake because the deeper that I went into the darkness and the deeper that I was required to dig into what was really happening in my life instead of being allowing myself to look outside or point the finger at someone else and say well if it wasn't for you I would be fine or if it wasn't for this thing or the other, all of these roadblocks and potholes and like dives into despair forced me to really look at what it was that I was contributing to getting me back to this place again. Right. So, you know, the greatest gift in the world, it doesn't look like it when you're going through it. It doesn't feel like it when you're <laughs> you find you know oh, I'm covered in mud again or I'm all black and blue but it does provide you a reason why you should keep going you know you you can't stay in the mud you can't take one more beating so you say to yourself okay I'm gonna get up this last time and I promise myself, if I fall down again, I'll never get up. Right. <laughs> that this will be the end. And it's just long enough to get you back on your feet and to start saying, okay, let me take a look. Let me figure out. Let me dive deeper. Let me look for something other than these outside circumstances that keep changing, but yet allow me to be in the same place just a few months later. 
And so it really started me on this inner journey. There was just so, so much wrong. And yet I wanted so much to give, to share my version of the world. I, you know, I wanted people to feel good. And I began my career as an elementary school teacher. Oh, that's and funny I, because I'm a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> that's what that was my first job was kindergarten teacher. And I really do think that being around children, young children, who are not necessarily your own children, help you realize you need to hold on to the innocence and find what's right. You know, they're always able to go find what's right. And they introduced me to the angels, even though I didn't realize who they were introducing me to. Uh -huh. I wanted them to win so badly that it allowed me to get past my I have nothing of value kind of mentality long enough to receive something that would benefit them. And it really started when I was hired way back when they first started doing end of grade school testing. Uh -huh. And the schools had an opportunity either to get a bonus or to be put on probation. Uh -huh. And so, uh, and we were going to get a thousand dollar bonus, which was huge at uh -huh. that time. Right. Uh, every teacher in the school. So they scrounged up enough money to hire me. And I took all of the third graders who were at risk for failing in math and uh, reading, reading, spelling kind of thing. And so we met in a, they cleaned out a janitor's store supply closet for me. So wow. we met. Yeah. Wow. I was, you know, <laughs> can I, can I ask you roughly how long ago this was? I'm just curious. Oh my gosh. It has to have been 30 years, maybe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So not really that long ago. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like... honestly, I mean, people who have started, people who started around my age started their, their teaching career about 30 years ago. That's not that, that long ago. So it's interesting to me. Um, and was this in California? No, I was on the East Coast at the time. And so they had us in this uh, little janitor supply closet, which meant, you know, we were inches away from each other at all times. There was a whiteboard in the front, a big table, and I had a little corner that I had a desk on, a little tiny little desk. And so I had this genius idea that I was just going to start with something really easy so that I could prove to these kids they really did know how to add and subtract and yeah. do basic multiplication. And, you know, they really didn't have to be so worked up about this test that was going to be presented them to the end of the year. So, you know, I think I am just the cat's meow. I am giving this great lesson and it's so simple and I'm showing them how the numbers connect. And if we know the basic uh, combinations of 10, we can get so easily from anywhere from there. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and then I think, okay, I'll just hand out this work worksheet 
And I am certain that they'll all be done in a few minutes and they'll all have a hundred and you know, we'll just sing Kumbaya together. So I move from the, after handing this out, I move from the whiteboard to my desk, which takes all of what, 10 seconds because I just have to walk around the table. Yeah. I barely have my butt in the chair and here comes a little guy to my desk. And I'm thinking, wow, that was quick. I must be <laughs> a better teacher than I thought. But I look at him and his head is hanging down. Oh no. He's got a the paper in one hand and a little stub of a pencil in it the other. And I look at him and I say, oh, how do you think you did? And he says, I already know. I failed. Oh, baby. Oh, and I was, I looked at him and I thought, this, I'm the, I'm the failure in the room. I can't let you fail. It's already so much that I'm dealing with that I feel like I'm a failure. Yeah. So you can't fail. And in that moment, I, it was just like, okay, I'm going to open up to whatever help is available from anywhere. I need to help this kid. Uh -huh. And so suddenly I have this feeling like I should help him do it over, that we should just start over. So I get the eraser and I erase and it, and it is an abysmal mess. I mean, it, it really was <laughs> really bad. I'm thinking, oh boy. So we're erasing everything and I start doing, I think maybe there were 10 problems on the page. We start doing them and, and we start doing them together. And uh -huh. the first couple, it's me like, you know, pulling teeth to get him to participate, to come up with anything. But by number nine, he's starting to feel better and better because the answers are magically correct. So then I say, okay, now I want you to go back to your seat and work on this one. You see all of these, they're all correct. You did all of this, you're amazing. I'm so proud of you, but I want you to go back to your seat and do this one on your own. Like, oh, please. I'm thinking I have no relationship with the divine. God to me <laughs> is a, a foreign entity that is really just out to make your life miserable. And so I'm thinking, okay, God, I don't trust you. I don't believe in you. I don't even think that you're going to help. Mm -hmm. but if you never answer another prayer for me or you never create another miracle in my lifetime I want you to let this child get this problem correct mm -hmm. you don't have to do another thing that will be enough you will have made my entire life worth it if this kid just can get one problem right so I think <laughs> that's a big tall order <laughs> yeah oh boy you know th this is oh please god <laughs> so he comes back and then I hear why don't you mark all of the problems correct and I'm thinking oh what a genius idea I really am this amazing teacher 
So I get this really bright marker and I part, start putting C's on all of the things, get to the last one. Thank God he's gotten it right. The last C goes on the paper. And then I look at it and I think, oh, let's put a hundred A plus. So huge, cover up the entire paper with a hundred A plus. And his eyes get so big. And he looks at the paper and he says, oh, I've never gotten a hundred before. Poor guy. Well, <laughs> oh, but the whole room says, you got a hundred? On fire. They were on fire. Suddenly they are lined up and they are willing, each one of them, to do the work over and over again. Nice until they earn that hundred yeah so they all go home with papers that have a hundred on them <laughs> and then we had a hundreds bulletin board and these kids would give up snack time recess they didn't care what they had to give up in order to come see me to get that hundred so yeah. that meant they were doing their work over and over and practice over and practice and practice. Exactly. Yeah. And so what was happening is they were really learning the material. And then I invited the principal down and she gave them awards for getting the most hundred. That's great. <laughs> just and a little bit, just a little bit of love and affection and support and encouragement. And look what happens. And end of grade, the end of grade test day comes, and this is a state exam. I can't do anything to change. Oh, outcome. I know how, I know how those go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm like, oh, sorry, please. I can't help you with this one. Sorry. I can't help you with this one. Sorry. Yes. I can't help you. Yeah. Um, <sighs> well, what I would tell them too was, you know, the answer we've been over this, so you can do this. And they would, Oh, and then they would go back to their desk. But these kids passed wow. with 85%. That's amazing. Was, nice work. Oh, it was so wonderful. But it because I was so willing to do anything in order to allow this guy to experience what it was like to be a success, it opened me to partnering now with divine intervention. Now I realize, oh, that thing that I just knew or that information that I heard, that wasn't me. That was them giving me this inspiration just when I needed it. And now that I know that it exists, I can really begin opening up and using this partnership to get better and better results for everybody that I'm working with. So fast forward, I leave teaching, have my own children, and then somehow completely forget about <laughs> the whole angelic realm and their beautiful <laughs> help and all of this wonderful resource because life started getting a little hard and I never really thought, hey, I can ask them to help me. It was always, I can ask them to help another person through me. Right. But I never understood that I had value. I have worth and it's okay for me to ask 
How did you come up with, how did you realize that it was okay for you? Was there something that happened or was there a turning point? Because doesn't it seem to take us a bit to get to that point where we deserve the help as well? Yeah, it was like another 20 years of throwing myself off the cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you like jumping off the cliff. (laughs) Uh, You know, I thought I had wings or a parachute or I don't know. Listen, you're a teacher. You do have wings. They're angel wings. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) But, you know, I just, I don't, I would love to tell you there was just this moment, but it really was just, I got tired. I got tired of hurting, of having, not having enough, of not feeling like there was anyone anywhere that I could count on or that cared enough about me to make a difference. I didn't want to see my children hurting. And so I love to read anyway. And I started checking out every book on spirituality in the library. Yeah. I started, but again, it was, oh, there's something outside of me that will rescue me. So let me try to follow all their formulas and all of their ways of doing it. And if I call on these beings that don't have anything to do with me, but are perfect. And so that means they're good. I'll get this answer. I'll get this reward. I'll get this thing that I so desire. And little by little, they led me from the outside to the inside. They kept Uh bringing it home. You know, Uh they kept saying the technique, (laughs) they would give me something easy and I would master that and feel good. But then just like you did with the kids. Yeah. But it would have a shelf life because as we grow, it wasn't as effective anymore. And I no. was like, oh, you know, I really wish there was something that was that really got to the core. And I did all of these different modalities and they were they all had something fabulous to offer. And each one led me further and further and further within but yet none of it really changed the outer circumstances because I hadn't really mastered the idea that I was the one that was going to need to open and to change and to stop holding these limiting beliefs and these negative thoughts and these ideas that I had no value. So it was still, if I repeat this thing often enough, or if I am good enough, then I'll earn the favor of the angelic realm and they'll begin helping me more. You know, it was always, I've got to earn my way into their secret kingdom. Right. And that's not the case at all. (laughs) And they, they kept redirecting with infinite patience. And I kept throwing myself off the cliff because I didn't want to accept that I had value. That was still too painful because I had made mistakes. So in order to see myself as valuable, I had to stop blaming myself, shaming myself, feeling guilty. I had to really forgive myself and understand when you don't know, 
you can't do. Yep. And the only time that I could truly be held responsible was from the time that I did know and still continued to do the thing that I knew was not right. Mm -hmm. And even though I still do that today, I am quick to say, okay, really? <laughs> do we really want to do that? Mm -hmm. And they, they are quick to chime in and say, oh, really? <laughs> do they, say, they say, are you going to throw yourself off the cliff again? <laughs> yes. I mean, do you really want to go there? And then they'll, because, and that's the thing that I love the most about the energetic realm is they're hilarious. There's I was just going to no, say they have a sense of humor. <laughs> there's no serious. They're like, hey, you know, the cliff's right over there. Do you need a push? Yeah. I'm like, come on, guys, cut me I a love break. That. You know, it's like, they're like, well, you know, you know where this is going to end up. You know why you shouldn't be doing this, but yet you are still. You have free will, so you're going to yes, do it anyways. <laughs> you're still flirting with the idea that you can engage in this negative self-hating self-talk and that you are somehow going to walk out of this unscathed maybe 30 years ago we would let you get away with that but not with all you know now yeah so, you know too much now once you know you can't unknow Marsha. you <laughs> cannot unknow and now they hold you responsible mm. so you know when i work with somebody i tell them okay first month you're in the womb and they are going to help you and hold your hand and they are going to make it so easy for you to get the basics and to get a sense of victory and satisfaction and success. And I don't want you to get scared as we move into month two and mm -hmm. you start being asked to assume some responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little scary. <laughs> It, you don't get to stay in the womb forever. No. Yeah. <laughs> you get a lot of help in the beginning, understanding what they'll do for you, what you need to do for you, what your role is in all of this. And you get to see how absolutely magnificent life could be if you would just stop doing the things <laughs> like throwing yourself off the cliff <laughs> with self I can I can probably being. list 20 things in my life that would be um comparable to throwing myself off the cliff me and my sister have these conversations all the time and we and it's we always have the saying um I, I love that you keep saying throwing yourself off the cliff because it reminds me of the saying so I don't know if you've ever seen the movie when Harry met Sally um no. but there was a scene where um Meg Ryan's friend, who was played by Carrie Fisher, is dating a married man, and um, she keeps saying to her friend Meg Ryan, I forget her character's name, but she said he's never going to leave her. She realizes time and time again that he's never going to leave his wife, but she keeps trying. So she keeps <laughs> like, I know, I know he's never going to leave her. So my sister and I, whenever we Whenever we're participating in things that are equated uh, equal to jumping off of a cliff, we, we realize it and say, he's never going to leave her. Like, in other words, stop jumping off the cliff. 
you know, you, you cannot put yourself in a situation where you know the other person is incapable of the behavior that you want them to exhibit and then get angry at them for not being able to exhibit it. Right. And we were really referring to our own behavior, um, you know, making decisions that we know aren't right for our higher selves. And we would participate in a, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just not eating the right food for our bodies at the time. That's a very easy example. Um, or just not, not doing the things that we promised ourselves we would do for ourselves. And we would say, you know, I feel so much better when I meditate every day. And then she'd say, yeah, mm. he's never going to leave her. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know I should be doing that every day. Like, so that's what, that's what I'm re referring to. Oh, we just, yes. we, know, we know it's wrong. We got to turn it around and make it right. <laughs> well, and my son keeps saying things like, I just so angry that other people can eat anything they want and still feel good. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Get over it and be grateful that your body doesn't allow you to go down the rabbit hole of food that is not for your highest good. You're so you right, because in this last five or six years, I've noticed that, all right, we're getting off topic and we'll get back on topic in a second, everyone. <laughs> but I've noticed that I can't eat certain foods and I wouldn't want to because they're overprocessed or they're not great for me. Um, and I still, those, that's one of those things. He's never going to leave her. I, I, I'll eat it. And I'm like, why do I feel so bad? <laughs> it's like, Liz, come on, you know? Well, and it's a whole lifestyle. And I think it that's is, what is. we need to remember. And it wasn't until I, I fell off the last, the, cl the cliff that I promised myself, this was going to be the last one ever. Yes. That I finally opened to the healing my own heart, being yeah. able to receive this technique through the energy of the Christ that I now teach to all other people. I had to go to my lowest of my lowest of my lows and keep trying to insist that these beings that could only out exist outside of me and could never be part of me had something that I could never have and therefore were more worthy than I was. Right. And I kept trying to approach it from that outside in <laughs> kind of way and saying, oh, I don't know why I'm so frustrated. I, I, I can see what's waiting, but I just can't get my hands on it. And finally, it was that Christ energy, which to me came in the form of Jesus, literally taking my hand and leading me into the heart and then teaching me how to clear away all of the negativity, the limiting beliefs, the trauma, the past failures mm -hmm. that I had been blaming myself for or holding on to as a way to promise myself that I would never repeat that again. But all of that darkness, all of that dense, low energy was standing between me and this partnership with the divine that uh -huh. offered everything. So it was, I had to unpack all of the darkness so that I could then be filled with the light. Yeah. Then, then I could 
really work in partnership with them and understand everything that I had learned or heard or read or studied throughout my lifetime, it was like, oh, now I understand where you I fully, was. fully understand it. Yeah, you can yes. live it. Yeah. Yes, before it was always okay, but I don't know why you would have to phrase it that way. Or, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. you know, suddenly it was just the other day I was having, we were in session and uh, the, uh, the um, Jesus statement came through, the poor will be with us always. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that as a young girl and thinking, mm-hmm. oh, that is so cruel. You know, what's wrong with this? supposedly messiah that the poor you know won't even help these poor people and then as soon as it was out of my mouth I looked at her and I said oh I totally understand what Jesus was saying it's not just poor in terms of wealth it's poor because they are holding on to a lack mentality and they are believing that there is a limitation that God has a limit that there is only so much that the divine is willing to give you or do for you Uh and that creates a poverty mentality and then a poverty lifestyle and until you're willing to let go of that you are always going to be poor in some way right so it had nothing to do with their physical circumstance or what he was willing to do for them. It had everything to do with what they were willing to receive. Right. And as soon as I understood that, I was like, oh gosh, yes, of course. If we are unwilling to receive, there is no way they can give it to us because our free will prevents us from engaging with anything that we don't want to engage with. And then that's where we really get into trouble because we are believing that thoughts come from outside of ourselves and that we didn't generate them and we can't control them. But what we need to really understand is the only one that is in charge of our blessing and our receiving or our defeat is ourselves right and I remember when I first realized that and I thought oh my god what a (laughs) lot of responsibility oh no and then mother god came and said yes but if you can create all of this destruction imagine how much you can create right when you you are open to receiving right So she has just, you know, taken me by the hand throughout these years and guided me into this greater and greater knowledge and more and more insight as I clear away more and more of the darkness. And yes, every day we have a choice. We can look at the limitation. We can look at what isn't working and what we don't have and we can get stuck there and close ourselves off from the blessing that is flowing or we can look at what we do have what we 
are working on, at how far we have come, and then find ourselves in alignment with the place where that blessing is flowing freely. And that's, that brings me to the other point that illuminated me so much is that there is so much of religion that says, you know, God will curse you and then bless you. And that is such an incomplete understanding. It is a completely warped view because God has decided that they are complete. They are complete in unconditional love and acceptance. They are complete in only sharing that unconditional love and acceptance with us. So they can only bless. They have no desire and no ability to curse. I think that's but, beautiful. I think that's beautiful because I, it's funny, I, I had a similar com- conversation yesterday about this topic. And no, I don't think it's strange that you're here with me today. <laughs> How all of a sudden there you are speaking about the same exact thing I needed to hear yesterday as well. Um, it's as if they're hitting me over the head today saying, see, 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 <laughs> because this message that you're, 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 you're sharing, the overall concept and idea and message is exactly something I heard yesterday. Um, and I just think, I mean, I'm almost moved to tears because it's just beautiful. I understand that. I completely agree with it. Um, and sometimes we separate ourselves from that and, and we don't. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's because of a deserving or a worthiness, like you said, living in that lack, um, scarcity mindset. And again, I don't mean wealth. I don't mean money. I just mean um, pure, con- unconditional love and light. Being in the flow of blessings. And what we need to understand, and this was also very hard for me, is that the person in the darkness is still being flooded with blessings. And it doesn't, so, you know, Putin who is doing all of this aggressive activity in Ukraine is still being blessed as much as you and I are. It is not that God has now chosen because he's acting in a way that we consider horrible. It is not that God said, okay, your blessings are cut off. It is that he has chosen He, Putin, has chosen to enter into the darkness and shut himself off from the flow of blessing. And any time he chooses to open back up, that blessing flow is still there. It is unchanging and unceasing. So it is never that the divine have taken a step back from us. It is that we have chosen to step away from their overflowing love and joy and peace and hide ourselves away, shut ourselves in a box where we say, see, I told you I wouldn't get a blessing. I told you God doesn't love me. I told you, I told you, you know, we always, we work so hard to make ourselves right. So it is so important that what we hold in our minds is truly right thinking. And by that, I mean, we hold right thoughts that you are worthy, 
you are loved, that you are valuable, that you are a success, that you are perfect for where you are. Those are the thoughts that must be held if you're going to be in your right mind. And in my opinion, the most important work you will ever do is clear the energy of the heart, clear the heart space of all of that negativity, mm -hmm. all of the pain and the trauma, because the heart actually has more neurological connections and sends more information to the brain than the brain does to the heart. So when you go heart first and you clear all of the trauma and all of the negativity and all of the I'm a failure and you put in its place, I am loved as I am. Now you are feeding into the subconscious mind which is ruled by the heart and has previously been filled with all of this, oh gosh, I don't want to experience that pain again. So, you know, I threw myself off a cliff once, the heart says, oh my gosh, that was terrible. We're going to remember that so that you don't make that same mistake. Mm -hmm. So takes this ball of energy hands it over to the subconscious mind and says, anytime she's getting close to that particular cliff, we want you to remind her to be very afraid and don't do that again. Mm -hmm. Well, I have an unlimited amount of cliffs that I can throw myself off of. Don't we all? <laughs> because <laughs> as an intelligent free will being, I can. <laughs> so by the time you get to the place where you are wanting to open up, your whole energetic field is so perverted with by fear. Yep. There's no, no, you can't see anything, but this fear landscape that is supposedly keeping you safe. It's preventing you from making that same mistake. And what heart healing will do is allow you to go into the heart, look at the fear, see it for what it really is, see it as the saboteur and the pretender that it is with the presence of the Christ and other energetic beings helping you so that A, you're not alone and B, you have their overarching vision. So you're not in your little tunnel where you're telling yourself, yeah, I was right. I should really be afraid. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. You know, so they, and with humor and with beautiful grace show you, Hey, you know, you thought the boogeyman was real, but we're going to show you. It's just an imagination, right? It's just a creation when you believed you weren't strong and now, you know, you're strong. Now you see yourself more clearly or will show you who you really are mm -hmm. until you're able to see yourself as you are and you can see you don't need this fear-based thought anymore so you can begin letting go giving back to the divine this thing that was so painful so they can transform it and send it back to you as more unconditional love and support. It's so funny. I feel, I feel like we, we spend half of our lives building up all of the fear 
and then the second part of our lives trying to get rid of all of the fear so we can live our lives the way we're supposed to and it's just so sad being a teacher and you as a an educator um previously we need to teach kids now that this you know kids now need this so yeah yes i i used to say you know i think i ate fear for breakfast lunch and dinner it's the only thing that kept me going I had no other dialogue. I had no other thoughts. I had no other reality than better be afraid. Yeah. What am I doing to keep my myself safe? Then when my children were there, what am I doing to keep my children safe? And then when I failed, which was inevitable, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Right. I, I have even more to be afraid of because clearly I'm not intelligent enough now to understand how to keep my children safe. Yeah. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I just added on reasons why I wasn't good enough and could never be good enough and tried to live a successful life from that place of not enough. Well, it's impossible. Impossible. Nope. And the moment we accept love and, and unconditional love and light um, and understand that, uh, the, your whole perspective and your whole world changes and talk about yeah. receiving. Oh my gosh. Everything changes and it doesn't change. And, and this is why it is so beautiful. It doesn't change because someone outside of you showed up and said, Oh, here's the winning lottery ticket. Nope. It changes because you begin seeing yourself as a being that is capable a being that is can partner with the divine and receive insight and guidance and support every time that you need it. Right. So you step away from the idea that you just have to get lucky and into the idea that when you are, are in alignment with the divine through a daily meditation practice, through heart healing, through higher quality foods. And unfortunately, there's no substitute. <laughs> I know. You don't need to tell me that, Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> through daily Just let me exercise. throw myself off of that cliff one more time. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, I'm like, the older that I get, the more deeply I move into this, the more maintenance I have to participate in. <laughs> I know I get it I get it but the younger that I feel I'm like okay I feel better than at 40 yeah and I do have to say when I was 21 22 years old and I was pregnant young young for me um um um, and I had my daughter I felt worse then physically emotionally you name it spiritually for sure mentally than I do now. I feel almost, almost like light and almost, I still do have those clips. I, I definitely jump off clips periodically. I always, I always say it's to bring me back down to earth because I'm too much up here, but I, I, that's just a lame excuse. I, <laughs> no, I think it's absolutely fabulous that yeah. you stumble because in the stumble, you will discover something that was else that you need to know. I absolutely always do. And and I am grateful for it. I just have to stop stumbling so frequently. (laughs) 
No, you actually don't. All you oh, no. have to Tell do is that. give you give yourself <laughs> permission. Thank you. To say wherever I am, whatever I am doing, it is perfect for me in this. Moment. It is. It is. Now, it is. It's a choice. And, you make choices. We make choices. So well, when Mother God first hit me with that one, I thought my life was going to unravel. Uh, I had spent my the entirety of my being trying to be perfect, trying to never make a step wrong, and trying to, you know, just hold everything together. Even though everything was falling apart, it was look like nothing is wrong, act like nothing is wrong, just, you know, smile through it all. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, mother said, okay, you're perfect. And I thought, oh God, I can't handle that. I can't receive that. I can't go there. The only reason that I am holding myself together at all is because I'm always working so hard to become this perfect being that I'm yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. So she's saying, you're perfect. You're perfect. I'm like, oh God, everything's going to fall apart. And, you know, I'm arguing with her. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, this, uh, sometimes I wonder, oh God, <laughs> this can't be. Uh, the only way, reason I've gotten this far is because I won't let my guard down for a second. Mm-hmm. So she comes back with every being is hardwired for growth. If you were just left to your own devices, you would naturally progress. You mm -hmm. want to do more. We are intelligent creatures that crave additional information. We are not satisfied just staying still. So I thought, oh, okay, I can take that out for a ride and, and see what happens. So I tried driving that tricycle around a little bit. Well, I'm perfect, I'm perfect, I'm perfect. But I hadn't gotten far enough in my journey so that I really understood that this was a partnership and that I had support. It was mm -hmm. still, I have to do it all and just be really, really grateful when they chime in, which I am enormously grateful for their right. help but it is not something uh that just should come at odd moments it's a steady just like the blessings yeah the support the guidance the directions come continuously mm -hmm. it's just a matter of being open yep so i had been interacting with them for now maybe you know 10 years but i still hadn't gotten off the idea that I needed to be perfect and they were just tolerating me. I was still just wasn't convinced that they really were in this with me. Yeah. A little, you know, I'm a slow learner over here. So yeah. one day, and I was already counseling other people that they loved them with unlimited adoration. It was and it was exactly what I did when I was teaching. Everybody else God could love un to the, an unlimited amount. 
but when it came to me, well, I had to work a little harder because I just, I was just a little less valuable than everybody else. So I I managed to make everybody else feel fabulous about themselves. And then it comes to me and I'm like, oh, you know, oh God, you still have, keep going girl, you know, you you can I think we all have that little bit of that feeling. So one day I sit down to meditate and because I am clairaudient, I often write uh, from them. I call them writings, but they just talk and I write down what they say. And as you are receiving it, it kind of will often feel like, "Eh, so what, you know, this is kind of common sense. Then you complete your meditation and and read it back and it will it can be jaw dropping in in its absolute uh the profound information that they're sharing so I had gotten into this routine where they dictate to me regularly and I'm just you know in this lovely state of receiving but yet still holding back that part of me that I want to punish. And so one day I just decided, all right, you know, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find out what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to know. So sit down. I'm really, really cocky because, you know, I, I, this is the answer that I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. So I sit down in my chair. I got my pad and pen and, okay, mother, tell me what I'm doing wrong. And there's silence. Oh, no. And this is the first silence that I think I had received in probably now we're we're talking 10 years and I I counsel with them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't even work without them. So it takes me all of three seconds to just devolve into panic. I know, I'm, right? <laughs> I'm immediately, oh, my life is over. Yep, everything I, I yeah. I can't, everything is built on their support. Right. I, I can't counsel without them because they show me where the pain is. They show me when what the person needs to understand in order right. to move forward. Everything is built on the foundation of they will never leave me and I will always be able to hear them or see them or feel them. So I'll always have the answer that my clients need or that I need. And so I'm safe. So within three seconds, I had dismantled the entire framework and decided my life was over. I was completely screwed and just sat there thinking, okay, what am I going to do now? I, you know, I'm barely holding it together with their guidance. What am I going to do now? Well, listen, that sounds like a perfect opportunity for us to um, create a cliffhanger for the listeners and <laughs> tell them that I wonder what will happen. We'll be back right after this break and hopefully she'll tell us. We'll be right back. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, 
check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Thank you so much for coming back. I'm here with Marsha Martin. She's a spiritual counselor. She was just about to um, tell us what happened when there was radio silence during her meditation because she relied so heavily on the, um, do you call it energetic realm or, or angels that you work in or, or tell us again? It's all of the above to yeah. me. <laughs> I have mother, father, God, because I cannot see them as a male or female being. And then the energetic realm includes all of the angels, the ascended masters, the archangels, and just all of the beings that are perfectly aligned with God mm -hmm. in a way that we are never going to be able to get to. Mm -hmm at least not in this lifetime, maybe there will be a time when we can walk as Jesus did, but then Jesus is here saying, I stumbled too. Yep. It is very difficult to be separated from God through the illusion of a physical body. Right. And to still be able to completely hold the aligned state. So if you do stumble, which we all do, please don't think it's over right Just get nope. up and dust yourself off and as quickly as you can move back in to the place of alignment right so what happened with you when you when all of a sudden you asked the question and no, nothing there was no answer so she let this go on she, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's a little bit of a watch and it then, <laughs> And I'm, I could feel myself starting to sweat and I'm just, all of these scenarios are flooding my head. And then I hear laughter. Oh. And I'm like, uh, you know what? I don't think this is funny at all. And I want to encourage everyone. It is a partnership with the divine, a friendship. You know, I, I, I wasn't cowering in the corner I was like hey that's not fair I don't like that that wasn't funny you know what what are you trying to prove and she right. said her answer was you're asking what you're doing wrong well that's what you're doing wrong I'm like what she said you're focused on what's wrong mm -hmm. from that place you can only attract or focus upon or think about what's wrong Right. So this is the last time you're ever going to look at, talk about, or think about what's wrong. I and love that. I needed to hear that again today too. <laughs> and she said, from this point forward, you must fill your mind, your heart, your awareness, everything, your focus must be on what's right. Well, again, I was petrified because my argument to her was well if I don't try to correct what's wrong the wrong will just continue and she said try it try focusing on what's right to the exclusion of all else 
and see what happens. Well, it's perfect as she is perfect, as they are perfect, as their guidance is perfect. Right. Because when all you are looking at and ref- and are willing to entertain is everything that's going right and everything that feels good and all of the ways in which your life is progressing and you start filling up with gratitude and joy, you raise your vibration, you attract more situations that are right, you are in the right place more often than not, and you begin living a very blessed, synchronized life of good events. That's right. Every once in a while, you'll blubber around and make a mistake, and it's okay. It just reminds you, refocus on what is right. Refocus on what's important. Refocus on what you have, and then you will be in the place where your energetic resonance is so in tune with what is desired that it will be easier and easier to manifest it because you're pouring out this beautiful magnetic energy of I feel great and I'm attracting things that also feel great. Right. It's funny that you say that. I love that perspective because I know how to practice gratitude. I know to see what's right Um, and be grateful for what I have, all that I have, and I truly am. But there are definitely times, especially in my business, where I say, well, what am I doing wrong here? What, why, why is X not happening? Um, Because I feel like I'm doing everything. And I, and I never actually focus on all the things that I'm doing that are right, and that are working. And so now I'm going to shift my focus to that because I'm very interesting because I, I, I am grateful. I am very grateful and I feel gratitude and I practice gratitude, but I never, whenever like a class doesn't fill, let's pretend I say, well, what, what the heck am I doing wrong instead of, well, look at two people came to the class. So there's something that I'm doing right. And, you know, people are getting the word out. I'm getting the word out that the class, I don't know. I just never look at, well, what is right? Um, so thanks for that perspective. I know it's right. I don't know why I don't focus on that, you know? Well, unfortunately, because we are taught. So let's go back to the elementary school classroom. Yeah. The teacher is not taught. Make a big deal about everything they got right. That's right. They are taught and they share with their children, show them what's wrong. Yep. Don't tell them, whoa, you got nine right. Instead, focus on the fact that this one is wrong. Yep. We need to change our, pretend that you are in that classroom and you have an eraser and you get to do it over and do it over and do it over until you too are getting a hundred so that you will not be afraid of trying new things and knowing that it might take a while to really get into the, the groove of how this is supposed to work how to bring it around so that it's in alignment with the way that you work best. Yeah. So you might have to try a couple of different ways that don't feel perfect. But if you keep concentrating and taking away from those circumstances, everything that went right, you're going to be building 
your right portfolio, you're going to be reinforcing that you got a hundred. Yeah. And when the end of grade test comes, you <laughs> will do really well. It's funny. I practice that as a teacher. I just don't apply to myself. Do I sound like somebody? <laughs> I, I wouldn't know who that is. So can we shift gears a little bit and talk about how somebody, um, do you work, you work, you said you work individually and group with people as yes. a spiritual counselor. Is that correct? Yes. And it is that we dive deep into the heart with the help of the energetic realm, because they will help us locate the trauma, the pain, the limiting belief that you may no longer realize that you're holding. You know, some of these beliefs are, are passed down through generations and you yeah. have no idea that you have bought into this limitation until someone outside of you helps you see it. Mm -hmm. And what is so wonderful about working with the energetic realm is that they never look at you and say, oh, you thought that? Yeah. No judgment. <laughs> it's, no, it's always look at what this has cost you. Yeah. Look at, at how much you, how, how all of the hurt that you have had to experience because of this thing, would you like to release it? And mm -hmm. you still, even at that point, have the right to say, no, I think I'll just keep kicking myself in the butt some more. Yep. And I have had people say, I'm just not ready. And it, it hurts me, but I understand. And the answer is always, either I will be here or someone else will be here to help you move forward. When you're when ready. You are ready. There is no wrong way. And that's what I tell everyone because they are constantly, they meaning the energetic realm, are constantly gifting me new techniques. So making a good decision, getting off a hamster wheel when your thoughts are just circling in that what's wrong uh, pathway. They have a way to clear and shield so that if you are deeply sensitive, you can go out into the world without really feeling like you're under attack. There are so many beautiful tools and techniques that they give us continuously that are all so simple and practical. And that's what I love so much about them because they're with us in the heart saying, uh -huh. we're gonna help you release this burden. Uh -huh. It's going to go straight into the heart of God where it will be transformed. Your only work is to be in agreement, uh -huh. to recognize why it is that you don't want it, to see what this thing is that has caused you pain, and then to release it, to let it go, to give it to God and allow them to transform it so that it can be brought back to you as something beneficial. And it's a circular process too. So we mm -hmm. receive from God and then we, the final process, the final gift is giving back to God in gratitude. Mm -hmm. But let's understand that gratitude is also something that we may be learning incorrectly. We are not to be grateful for the things that are wrong. 
we are to be grateful for everything that feels good to our hearts, everything that lights us up, and everything that brings us joy. But you don't need to practice false gratitude. And when you stub your toe, oh, I'm so grateful I stubbed my toe. I, you know, that was the way I first taught myself gratitude. Oh, I got to be so grateful that uh, I don't have what I need today. That is not the way God operates. No. That is a lack-based gratitude that is just going to hold you stuck. Right. So please remember, be grateful for all that you do have and mm -hmm. just ignore whatever is missing. <laughs> Don't look over there. Oh, oh, look, I, I only have a dollar and I need. No, that, de no that defeats the purpose. Yes, right. it's over here. Oh, I have a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you're going to be open to receive the guidance to go get a hundred dollars. Right. And that's also remember that God is not limited. So please don't put a price tag on what you are willing to receive. Right. Well, you're saying I need $5. God may be saying, but I want to give you a hundred. So open your heart to receive yep. and say yes. I love it. So let me ask you, how can people contact you if they um, love what you're saying and they um, are curious to learn more? So my website is mm, for Marsha Martin, mmhearthealer.com. And on the website, you will have access to the YouTube videos, to a blog, to an opportunity to join the community, which is a very cost-effective way to get deep heart work or you can sign up to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. And of That's course, great. if it's one-on-one, -on -one, it is the deepest, quickest route, but it also is the greatest amount of investment. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, we are all worth it. I agree. But I it's agree. not always possible. And I want you to have something. And that's why I started creating the groups. And that's why we're expanding again so that we are forming a nonprofit. We are becoming nonprofit and uh -huh. we will have a scholarship program. That's fabulous. Congratulations on that one. I am so excited. This has been a long held dream to be able to offer heart healing to anyone is who is willing. And yeah. so, so, you know, when you work with me, you've got to take responsibility yep. and know too, that if you receive a scholarship, we are going to ask you to give something back. Good. So you will be asked to write a review, to share on social media, to uh, volunteer your time or talent in some way, mm -hmm. or once you release the fear and the negativity and the limitations that are holding you back and you begin earning money, then start donating. Yep. Start donating, and I want I would like you to donate on a regular basis <laughs> so that we can help more people. Right, right, that's fabulous. Um, congratulations, that's wonderful. I have three more questions for you. I ask everyone these questions at the end of our um recording, and so I have one, one quick thing to say, sure, yes. Uh, I want every anyone who's interested, please get on our mailing list because. 
you'll get a weekly inspiration. You'll get an invitation to the Facebook Live. You'll get uh, when I am doing um, a YouTube video, which kind of depends on how my schedule <laughs> frees up. Yeah. But, yeah, you'll get the first offering through the mailing list. Okay. And you'll know when we've got the nonprofit formed. And right now we are offering you a beautiful meditation, awakening the heart. So and that they can access, they can uh, enter, uh, put their information on your website for your mailing list, right? Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. When you're feeling at your most peaceful, um, when you're feeling most peaceful, what is it that you're doing? Talking with the angels. <laughs> Meditating, that, that makes sense. You know, walking <laughs> with Jesus. Uh, you know, I walk every morning and I don't listen to anything because I am having a conversation and getting insights from my, my helpers. Mm-hmm. And when I meditate, the first being that I always want to interact with is that presence of the Christ. Mm -hmm. And for me, it is right down the center line. And then it moves outward and it brings with it just this energy of love, joy, and peace. And then I'll often, too, bring in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I bring in the mother energies. And it's just, oh, such a magnificent experience just to bathe in their love. Sounds like it. <laughs> okay. Can you recommend one book, one life-changing book that you would maybe give your clients or you would just say, everyone needs to read this book? You know, Elizabeth. <sighs> it's okay if you don't have one. I don't read very often. I listen to books a no. lot. I, yeah. for, I, I'm trying to get her name. It's actually your name, which is Elizabeth, oh. but it's Elizabeth Katie. Oh, there's some name in between. Elizabeth Katie. Hold Do you know on. the name of the book? And I can look it up. You know what? I've got it right here on my bookshelf. So we're going to. Okay. We are going to take a look. Here it is. Lessons in Truth. This okay. is an old book. It is. I just. Um, completed a doctorate. Congratulations. And thank you. That was another gift that I gave yeah. to myself. Oh, it's not Elizabeth, it's Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> Sorry, I almost made you famous there for a minute. It's, it's eight. Called, Emily it's called Katie. Lessons in Truth. It's Lessons in Truth. And she was around in the 1800s. And let wow. me tell you, it is get your hands on some of these late 1800 thinkers, Florence Scovelshin, early 1900s, their science of mind, um, Ernest Holmes. They lived in a different mental zone. And yep. we, we, and it, in a time when the veil was much thicker, it was more difficult to access the divine. And so they had to be sort of in this trust zone that we don't necessarily have to enter into as deeply as they do because right. we've got so much confirmation. Uh -huh. So 
they put all of their eggs into the basket of God is love mm -hmm. and God is always going to answer my prayers. Mm -hmm. And they would put God to the test continuously. They would say, okay, uh, you know, we need this to happen and we're just going to stay in this mindset that it, God is good and God is a source of all blessing and all truth. And we're just going to hold this truth until we manifest whatever it is that we are needing to come in, in alignment with. Uh -huh. But they are so strict that it is really a fabulous education to immerse yourself in their thinking because they don't allow themselves to go flying off in either any of these directions. You know, there's no new age, there's no floating through. There's just, they're kind of rigid, but it is a wonderful addition to our flowingness. Yeah. You know, we, we, we are flying with the angels and sometimes we just need to really hold it in place. Right. You know, Jesus says, um, be either hot or cold, because if you're lukewarm, I spew you out of my mouth. And that was, I was like, <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. And I, and again, I didn't, but I get it. Absolute. Be either one or the other. You can't be, um, yeah, I get it. Because the time you spend switching lanes yeah. is like doing U-turns. So you yeah. never get anywhere. He's saying, just decide whether you're in or out. If you're out, you'll actually do more for yourself because you won't be questioning. But if you're that. in, if you are in, stay in. No matter. Just reminds what. me of being Think clear as to what. Son. Reminds me of being clear as to what you want when trying to manifest and not lukewarm and unclear. That's yes, what it reminds because, me. Because oh yeah. God, I hope so. I hope so. Oh maybe maybe yep. maybe 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 yep doesn't get you anywhere but nope. if you just say okay i know that i am a child of god and that god promised me that my needs would be met therefore i'm going to stand in this place of knowing that my needs will be met and or are being met yes always yes yeah are, be are being met in this moment and will continue to be mm -hmm. and if i perceive that they are not then i must either change that belief or take a look at what it is that i am asking for and determine whether it is really something that is for my highest good right mm -hmm. So, you know, we can trick ourselves into saying, like my son, oh, I just wish I could eat all the crappy food in the world. And I'm with him. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he can say, well, God isn't meeting my needs because I get sick when I eat. But truly. He really is meeting your needs because you really shouldn't is. be eating that crap. So exactly. Showing he you is. time and time again not to do it. So. He is meeting the need for a healthy body by not allowing him to indulge in this thing that would backfire. Right. So either we need to re-examine the need or we have shut ourselves off from the direction or the guidance that would show us that the need is 
either in the process of being met or if we were just to continue along this path, we know that that need is going to be met mm -hmm. in a timely fashion. Right, when it's supposed to. Yeah. Right. Okay, last question. If money was no object, what would you be doing? <laughs> I cannot imagine. I turned 65 this year. Wow. And I had a conversation with my daughter yesterday. And I said, I cannot imagine not working, not doing this work, not teaching people what I know, mm -hmm. giving them this opportunity to step into a life that is so overflowing with joy. Mm -hmm. And I am so grateful that I feel better than I felt at 40. So yeah. there is no reason to retire. There is no reason to give up or to quit or just to become old mm -hmm. because Instead, I have this constant energy of renewal and replenishment flowing through me and helping me, not just personally, but helping me help others. And I cannot imagine a more wonderful life than the one that I am living right now. That's perfect. That's such a great way to end this episode of HEAL. Um, thank you so much, Marsha, for coming on and rescheduling with me. I'm very grateful and it's uh, so wild to me, but it shouldn't be a surprise that everything you said today was exactly what I heard yesterday and I probably needed to hear it again today. So <laughs> thank you for that and being such a wonderful guest. Um, everyone else, I'll be back in just a moment. And uh, thanks again, Marsha. Thank you so much. Welcome. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And here I am. I am back. Just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.